It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. That would be our cue to start uh, talking. So, uh, hi, Brady. Hi, Dennis. I haven't seen you since, well, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Just the way the schedule's working out. We're getting a little. We're getting ahead of the game recording-wise. <laughs> Instead of trying to catch up, we have nothing else to do. That's all right. That'll give you a good long uh, weekend. I know how you young people are with your weekends. Oh, yeah, and good time to find more guests. <laughs> uh, and it's going to be hard to follow up today's guest, uh, Coach Lance Campbell from Croswell, Lexington. Uh, got a good boys program coming off a 20-1 and season. It's going to be a fun interview today, Dennis. I think so, uh, too. Looking forward to it, finding out uh, something about uh, one of the teams to the north that we don't get out to, to see a lot. I saw one Pioneer basketball game. Last year, uh, it was a game against Northern. It was played over at the college. Uh, it was a great game, and I was thoroughly Im- impressed. Um, and that was a great little uh, tournament, and I'm missing all that stuff right, right. now because it should be going on right now. And before everything was canceled, we had, I think, half of the Pioneers games on our schedule. At least. So we were locked and loaded, ready to go, and once they get started again, we'll make sure that you get your uh, healthy dose of Croslex basketball. All right, and we'll be back with uh, Coach Campbell in just a moment. Tri-County Equipment is your local John Deere dealer. With 10 locations in southeastern Michigan, Tri-County Equipment can help you get the equipment you need. From tractors to ATVs, from snowblowers to used equipment, Tri-County Equipment is your one-stop shop. Right now, Tri-County Equipment is offering free home delivery on select John Deere models. For a full list, visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Tri-County Equipment with 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, <laughs> slip, <laughs> squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows. With low E-glass, low-maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes, they can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Oh. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys. 
Brady Bean here for TP Logos in Marysville. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium, TP Logos has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery, custom screen printing, and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including things like Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They're open weekdays 8.30 to 4.30 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. You'll get it in days with TP Logos. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Derek Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Derek Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Derek Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Since 1923, Mama Vicky's has been Port Huron's original Coney Island with two convenient locations to serve you. Mama Vicky's Downtown is open Monday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Mama Vicky's North End is open Sunday through Thursday from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Fridays and Saturdays they stay open till 8 p.m. With delicious Coney dogs for only a buck 59, you can make every day a Coney day. That's right, Coney's for just a dollar 59. Mama Vicky's, a port here on Original since 1923. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back with uh, Dennis and Brady, and we welcome onto the uh, program Croslex Boys Basketball Coach Lance uh, Campbell, who uh, we hope soon will be starting his fourth year with the Pioneer uh, program. Just going to throw some numbers out and flatter you, soften you up a little bit uh, here, Coach. 46-18 and 18 in three years, uh, Brady, with a 20-1 and one record last year and counting because the season was canceled just when the uh, Pioneers were set to face uh, Yale in a district uh, final. You were riding a 16-game winning streak, and you were trying to do something that they haven't done at Croslex in the history of the boys' basketball program, and that's win a regional title. Let's face it, you were the favorite to win the district. You'd already beaten Yale twice in the season, um, and I didn't see any reason why you wouldn't beat them a third time uh, last year with the team that you had. And here's the other good news about you. You guys won a league title for the first time since 2012, 14-0 in the uh, the league, and you're bringing back just about everybody. Yeah, it's uh, it was it was fun. It was a fun year. It was, and we are bringing back a lot of key pieces, but uh, there are going to be a couple kids that aren't coming back that that I don't think that you know. If you if you think about Croslex basketball, you don't think about Jake Knoll. You don't think about Isaac Espinoza. Those two kids graduated last year. They're exceptional leaders. They they just promote at Croslex basketball in the right way and uh, great leaders. And they did all the little work. Like in, I mean, Jake was defensive player of the year in our league. Isaac was probably one of the top kids in the, in our league coming off the bench. And he he's a senior. 
You know, he he went up as a to the JV as a as a freshman, and as a junior didn't play in a ton. And as a senior, he's coming off the bench. He could have been he could have had the worst attitude on the team, but he had a great attitude. And because of that, because of kids like him, but um, those two kids are going to be lost. But then you you know you got three or four kids that started a lot for us coming back, and we got a bunch of kids you know that contributed last year. That 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 the bad part is you know I got probably. 100 parents that think their kids should be on the varsity team and <laughs> and probably 30 kid, 30 parents that think they should not just should be on the team but they should be starting so uh now, obviously we're going to talk about Hunter Soper right. and we're going to talk about Tyler Johnson but before we do that I kind of want to talk about some of the other kids cuz you're not just a two man team there's a reason you went 20 and 1 and they're a big part of it but uh guys like Steven Sewell and Sage Slanick um, you got a Townsend. It seems like there's a Townsend at Croslex for a thousand years. Um, and I, I also, uh, you've got a sophomore, uh, and I'm going to say his name wrong, but I'll, I'll go with uh, Trey Kolakovich until you tell me different. Kolakovich. Kolakovich. Yes. Okay. No, I, I, I mean we got we got a ton of kids coming back. Um, you got a kid, and you know, all, I, I was actually Stephen was in the barber shop today. He and a former player, Tyler Castillo, and. Uh, on Monday, I talked to all the kids after the ruling, and and uh, you know, and you, I mean, the phone conversations we had were terrible. Uh, as much as I tried to be optimistic and upbeat, you could just sense that they weren't buying into it. And and today, it was just great to see a former player, a current player in the shop, and they were talking and smiling, and everything seemed seemed great. Steven's that kid that, you know, I mean, I, I I've been watching game film every night, and last night I watched us against St. Clair. And there was a technical foul in the fourth quarter. Stevens, a kid that didn't play a lot, he went into that game and he made two free throws because we I appointed him in to shoot the technical. And just the way the crowd was that night, and just applaud it for. And you need kids like that. And then you got you got Trey Kalakovich who who played a ton of AAU basketball this year. He uh, as a freshman last year, I think he averaged like two points a game. But it wasn't. That's what we didn't need him to do that. We needed him to take care of the ball and play defense. Mm-hmm. He accepted it. You got Sage Slanick, who, who was probably second or third kid off the bench. You got Jake Townsend, who started as a sophomore. Joey Noel, who started some. Nolan Duran, who started some. Carson Bowling. You got so many kids that we could talk about. We could talk for hours. You know, I, I own a barbershop. I have to listen for, uh, for to people all day. So when I get an opportunity to talk, I, I like doing it. But there's so many key pieces. Tyler and Hunter are obviously the two kids you think about the most. But without everybody else buying in, I think at one point last year we 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 were on like a 10 game stretch where we didn't give up over 42 points and they're both great players and they're both great offensive players and they do a lot on the defensive end but if it wasn't all those other kids buying into defense and doing those type of things it don't matter how good you are on offense if you hold teams to under 42 you can still win games and i mean we've seen in this area a lot of teams that if you just have one or two good players and not much else you can still win 14 15 games to do what you did, go twenty and one, and face it, you were probably going to get higher than twenty and one. Uh, you got to have that supporting cast. You have to be six, seven, eight guys deep because eventually you're going to run into someone who can take away those top two guys. So having that depth and the the guys that maybe don't get all the shine, that's the difference between a fifteen and five team and you know twenty plus win team. I agree, and and we you know and thankfully kids bought in. 
I mean, it, we, I can come in here and sell you X's and O's and this mm -hmm. and that, but honestly, you got kid, got to get kids to buy into what you're trying to sell. And I'm a salesman. I'm mm -hmm. trying to tell them, hey, you know, if you buy it into this role, eventually you're going to see your name up there. You're going to mm -hmm. see, you know, and, and people will talk about great players. They'll talk about Hunter and Tyler 10 years from now and other players. But more importantly, they're going to talk about Croslex collectively as right. a group. And those kids bought into their roles and they accepted it. And, and we had great depth. And I think there was eight or nine kids that started it for us last year at least two games, and then we, we fortunately, you know, everybody started at least one game, but there was multiple kids that started uh, multiple games just because we had great depth. And it and going against kids that are good and practice every day is going to make you bet, better. Now, not to reopen a, a sore subject of last season, um, we've, we kind of talked about this with the, with the football situation. Um, you have teams that were very good, like, for example, PH Girls basketball. Very good team. They lost to Dakota in the district. Their season had a final chapter. You guys have that unknown, that what if. And, you know, as crazy as it might sound, I've said before, I'd almost rather know what my ending was than just sit there and think what if, what if, what if. How do you guys kind of – I mean, obviously it helps that you have a lot of kids coming back, but how do you guys kind of tangle with that, not knowing what you were going to be? Because there are people uh, – picking you guys to not only win the district or the regional, but be playing at the Breslin Center? Well, uh, I think I must have sent those guys a, a nice Christmas – or I don't know what kind of – maybe a card or something with <laughs> with a gift certificate or whatever. But, uh, no, honestly, it, it, it's, it stinks because, you know, we've never won a regional. We've, you know, mm -hmm. won very few districts, and we haven't had a lot of success with the basketball program recently at Croslex. So – it, it 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 sucks. You don't know. It's like what what could have been, and right. and quite honestly, I don't know how good we were. I mean, there's a lot of great teams in our in Division Two that we that you know could have beaten us. And mm -hmm. and I'm not looking past Yale because Coach Bondi. I mean, he's a great coach. Right. And their kids play hard, and uh, and I didn't want to look past that game. But at the same time, you're looking. You're looking oh, yeah. ahead. Like okay, I think we can win this regional semifinal. And then more than. Likely we'd get Goodrich, who was 21-1, and one, and they, mm -hmm. they were good. I got to witness them in person. I got some film on them. I, got, I talked to other coaches that competed against them, and they were really good. They would have been mm -hmm. – they, they were a problem. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a coach, especially people like us, are the ones that you look at the bracket and you go, okay, this is where the collision happens. When Port Huron High is playing De La Salle in the district final, you, you know you have to get there first, but that's what you're looking at. Croslex, Goodrich, basketball. That you, you see it, and I know as a coach you have to preach one game at a time, one game at a time, one game at a time, but you also have, have at the corner of your eye looking, all right, this is what we might have to do in a week and a half. Yeah, no, it, it, was, it was a matchup I think a lot of people were looking forward to, including myself. I, I think our kids were kind of looking ahead that that may happen too, but they, they knew that if we didn't come and we didn't play good against Yale, we could have mm – -hmm. Got what was to, what we had hoped to accomplish taken away from us, and not just Yale, but whomever Detroit Country Day or Bloomfield Hills Cranbrook, who we would have played in the in the semifinal, the regional. They were no slouch either. I mean, they were good right. quality team. It wasn't like we're just going to go on the floor and they're going to lay down. But um, I think That's that a was good regional. Yeah, that was the yeah. And then you got on the other side, you got uh, Richmond and Luther North, both high quality teams that would have been there. And, and Goodrich was playing, I think, Flint Powers, and Flint Powers was getting 
Owen Lobsinger back, who missed most of the year, and he's going to Western Michigan. So who knows? Maybe they maybe they upset Goodrich. But we certainly didn't want to look too far ahead. But at, at the same time, you got to prepare. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't go into, you know, I can't win against Yale on Friday if that would have been the outcome. And then Saturday, just start gathering film on those upcoming right. opponents. You kind of got to look ahead, but at the same time, you don't tell the kids that, and you try to keep mm-hmm. them focused. And and the problem is, you know, I mean, we're in a small city, and and those kids are seen by a lot of community members, and they're getting told how great they are. And right. then I got people coming in, getting haircuts, telling me, you know, everything I'm doing wrong and everything, you know, and well, trying to tell you, oh, you got to do this or you got to do that, and uh, telling us, hey, you know, we're you guys, you guys can win the state championship. I'm like, J- let's just slow down. Let's take it one game at a time, and and we'll we'll go one game at a time, and hopefully at the end of the year we can say we accomplished something. Well, I think my favorite uh, quote I heard from you is when I was coaching at Marysville last year in the in that district game. We actually got off to a, a run a run to start the game, and you called a timeout early. And I think your first word you said is you were reading too many damn press clippings, and and maybe slammed a clipboard or two. Had to get the kids' attention. So well, yeah, and, and yeah, I may have said that because I. I the, the the great part about being good is you get a lot of people that, that want to be connected with you and they tell you how good you are. But right. the bad part is what we just talked about. You get a lot of people telling right. you how good you are. And I knew, I, I can't tell the kids you can prepare them, but I knew, Eric, you guys as a mm. staff were going to do a great job. I knew Marysville was a good damn good football, or basketball mm. team. So we go into that game and – you know, it's eight to two. Mm-hmm. And I, I was honest with them. I said, you know, we got a lot of goals that we had set. And if you, I mean, one of our goal um, was not to be cleaning out our lockers on Tuesday. And if we lose, if we don't start doing something, it's going to happen, you know, and give, give Marysville a, lot, a ton of credit. Eric came in, come in and uh, in one year, he, I mean, he did a, a fantastic job. Um, and you got in credit to yourself for being an assistant and that, that that was a great game for us because it opened our eyes to like, hey, if we don't if we don't play the best, I mean, as good as what we hope we can, we aren't going to get to to achieve what we we want to achieve. So uh, yeah, I, I probably said something <laughs> stupid like that. I actually had a friend of mine um, who never went to a game and he he lived down that way and he went to the game and after the game he said, nice, the gym was completely quiet and you said a couple things and 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 then Brandon I think put something in the paper the next day or whatever but <laughs> no uh, no well, he, he would do just, that I I know you can't say anything worse than some of the things I've heard come out of Coach Chunk's mouth <laughs> so I know you're safe I there. still don't believe he didn't get a tech last year because Chunk uh, he got yeah. one uh, he got more than one no he only got he deserved he probably deserved <laughs> a few but I, I feel like every Marysville game I broadcast last year. There were technical fouls being shot. No, only and only one, and you weren't there for that. So, <laughs> Anyways, surprisingly, uh, we're going to take a break, Coach, and then I want to come back and, and maybe you can describe what BWAC basketball is like uh, and uh, and what it's like to play against the Richmonds and the Almonts and the Armadas and the Yales, uh, who all had uh, pretty solid seasons last year uh, in your league. So it wasn't like it was a pushover 
every night. You you had to fight to win some basketball games. Uh, we'll talk about that when we uh, continue our conversation with Coach uh, Lance uh, Campbell from Crosslex. Tri-County Equipment is your local John Deere dealer. With 10 locations in southeastern Michigan, Tri-County Equipment can help you get the equipment you need. From tractors to ATVs, from snowblowers to used equipment, Tri-County Equipment is your one-stop shop. Right now, Tri-County Equipment is offering free home delivery on select John Deere models. For a full list, visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Tri-County Equipment with 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 850-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. The City of Marysville continues to strive to be a great place to visit, a better place to live, and a great place to open a business. Go to our City of Marysville webpage at cityofmarysvillemi.com to find employment opportunities, business assistance, learn about our outstanding Marysville public school system, or just book a round of golf at Marysville Golf Course. Marysville, a great place to visit, a better place to live, and a great place to open a business. And remember, the sun always shines in Marysville. Precision Care has been locally owned and operated in Marine City and has served the Blue Water community for over 25 years. Precision Care is the leading property and landscape contractor in St. Clair County. Always looking to hire the best people? Check out their website at precisioncarellc.com. Click on the Application for Employment tab and send in your resume today. Precision Care is a proud supporter of local athletics at all levels. Call today at 810-765-7968. For all your landscaping needs, it's Precision Care, LLC. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. 
All right, uh, we're back, uh, Dennis and Brady, along with Coach Lance Campbell from uh, the Crosslex Boys Basketball Program, uh, coming off a, a great year, 14-0 and in the BWAC. How did you do that? Because Richmond was real good last year. Elmont and Armada were uh, teams that uh, won 13 games. Mm-hmm. That's not uh, too shabby. Yale was right around 500. Um, so this is a, a competitive league, a tough league. And there's just something different about BWAC basketball. There's something different about all those gymnasiums out in the country in the middle of nowhere. Um, on a winter's night, it's not always easy to go to these places and win ball games. It was it was tough. I mean, you know, I think only one of our games were single-digit games. Everything else was double digits, but it, it doesn't. Uh, the first time we play Yale, I think it's a four-point game at halftime. I go in and I almost – choke about five of the kids and break everything in the locker room but the the more I look at the film it wasn't that we played poorly it was just Yale was prepared Pat had them ready coach Bondi does a great job and uh you know and then you got a a Richmond team that I think lost three games in the league once to Armada and twice to us but you know they had us on the rope at 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 their place and it it was I mean you got to come ready when when every night you got John Hall when he was at Rochester Adams. He was one of the best coaches in the county. Um, now he's coaching at Elmont. If you don't come ready to play against pressure defense and high-intensity defense, you're not going to beat Elmont. You know, Mike Becker does a good job at Armada. They have a lot of talent there. Fortunately, we caught him on a couple nights that we just played extremely well. They didn't, and we were able to win pretty comfortably. But there is a team. I mean, that's a team that this year they return everybody too. You know, when people start talking about Cross Lex, they got to mention – those teams you talk to. And then you got a team like Emily City. I think they got a couple new kids. And, and you know, two years ago, uh, we were we were having a good year, and we went into Emily City, and we kind of overlooked them. And next thing you know, we're on I'm, – I'm driving home from Emily City thinking, how the heck did we just lose this game, you know? So that that's a thing. I mean, if you don't come ready, then you can beat teams. And that was Cross Lux three years ago. My first year, we finished 5-8 and eight in the league, but we were in every game. We took – Richmond the league champ to we lost by three and and I think we lost that year to Armada in overtime and then we lost by two or three so it's it's one of those things that I think there's a lot of a lot of teams that that are good there's in some of those middle teams if you don't come ready you're not going to win and we know that that I mean we Henderson was a great player for Richmond they had they had uh the big kid Swiger who was a heck of a heck of a force inside and then they surrounded them with a couple shooters so we you, you know it, it it was tough it, it on paper it looks like it was easy but it wasn't it was it was tough there's a lot of high quality teams uh, there's always the BWAC there's always upsets in oh the BWAC. yeah that's what we notice about it and in basketball especially more than any of the other leagues around the area I feel like it's dominated by good defense and defense wins games uh, in the BWAC, I remember the really strong Richmond teams would win boys' games by scoring 28 points. Yeah. Uh, I, just ridiculous. Well, I will <laughs> say one thing that I've noticed both as a player and when I coached is you play like a school like PH or whatever, they play in the MAC. They just, how the officiating goes, tend to let more go. You get into the BWAC, and it's called like it would have been 30, 40. It's tight, no contact. You know, you have to play a clean basketball game in the BWAC. So, yeah, you have to learn to play pretty good defense. Otherwise, you're going to be sitting on the bench three minutes into the game. Yeah. No, I agree. And uh, as I talked about earlier, Coach Hall from 
from Elmont, I mean, they play exceptional defense. And quite honestly, I learned a lot from him my first year. Like, hey, if we're going to compete and we're, we're going to do things right and we're going to be something that I think we can be in two or three years, we got to learn how to play great defense. And fortunately, we had a kids that bought into doing that last year. And I think that's why we won the league ultimately is because we every night there was nights that we didn't make shots, but every night we, we came – dialed in on the defensive side of the ball, led by, like, a kid I talked about earlier, Jake Noel. Then you got a freshman in Trey Kolakovich who comes off and is a pest on the defensive side of the ball. you got a 6'5 kid that can jump out of the gym and Hunter Soper protecting the rim. And then you got, you know, a bunch of supporting guys that, that play great defense alongside them. But um, it's it's a good league. Uh, you talked about Armada and Elmont. I think Emily City was right around 500, Yale. North Branch, Coach Snowblin does a great job over there. They're young. They're going to be much better this year, and if not this year, within the next couple years. So it's uh, it's going to be tough. Richmond lost a lot, but they got a lot of youth. So I expect it to be a tough conference again. It's not like we're just going to we're going to run away with the league. If anybody thinks that, then it, it, it's – they need to be. They need to understand that it's a lot tougher than what they think. Well, and this year especially, I'm sure it happened last year. I'm sure your kids know that for 14 games, there's a red circle around the Cross Lex game. You're getting everyone's best shot. They're going. If we have to play up, we have to play up for this game. And you're not going to get a team sleepwalking in to a game against you guys because they know they have to give you your their best if they want a shot. I agree. Uh, you know, and and. Uh, talking about my first couple years there, we played uh, K-Pack, and they were like 6-0, and and they were scoring, beating everybody by like 60. And I know when they seen Cross-Lux on, the, on their schedule, they're like, oh, Cross-Lux is coming. We're going to all have fun. We're going to, you know, win by 40. Yeah, have, night. Yeah, have, yeah, have pizza after the night, and we lose by one in overtime. And, uh, you know, last year, uh, I think it, a lot of that was with Gross Point South. When we played Gross Point South, I think – you know, their coach probably knew that we were pretty good, but those kids on the bus ride there, they were like, who, who, who's Croswell Lexington, you know? Right. Yeah, and, and they had just, what, knocked down about 73 pointers against Portier and High the, the day before. So yeah. They so, were feeling pretty good. <laughs> so it's it's one of those situations where it's, uh you know, and, and now, like you said, we're going to be we're gonna be the team that everybody, that, that team that might be foreign, I mean, Four and eight with two games mm-hmm. left. They can say, "Hey, it's district play right around the corner. This is this is a great preparation for us. Let's go beat Croslex. Give ourselves some momentum, and then go into the district. And who knows what could happen? And uh, so we gotta we gotta come ready every night. If we don't, we certainly will not go fourteen and zero. So you've got the BWAC MVP. He was All Thumb Area First Team as a junior, right around sixteen points, nine rebounds. Oh. Call it two and a half, three assists a game. Uh, Hunter Soper, how good is he? Um, and is it tougher coaching a good player, or is it easier coaching a good player? Uh, he's he's he's. Uh, I'll say it right now. I think he's the best player in the area, and he's the best player to ever put on a Croslex jersey. I haven't seen people from 50 years ago, but he can do things that a lot of people dream of doing. And it's very easy to coach him because he's coachable. He accepts criticism. He understands the game. He'll send me stuff. He and his dad, his dad's an assistant coach, and they'll send me stuff like during games on ESPN and say, you see this? Or, or you know, Hunter's just – he's another coach on the floor. He knows the game, and it's not just he, – he's not good at basketball because he's better athletically than everybody. Certainly that helps. But he's a smart kid. He understands, hey, the, to take angles and do different things and – 
and stuff you can't teach. Um, he's 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 very good. He's he's a type of kid. I've told people recruiting him. I said I have two boys, but if I had a daughter, he'd be the type of kid. If he showed up on the doorstep to come date my daughter, I'd be like, heck yeah! I just I know he's gonna take great care of her, and he's gonna he's gonna do what needs to be done. And he's just an all around good kid. And those numbers we talk about, I I feel bad because I know there was there was all state recognition that I think he would have been able to garner had I played him more. I think in 11 or 12 games, he didn't even play in the fourth quarter. So his numbers, he's probably a 20 and 12 guy and four assists and three or four blocks and a couple steals. Um, but he's just an all-around great kid. And, and uh, I might be biased, but I think he's the best player in the area. I mean, I have no disagreements, I think. Well, and we'll get to his cohort, Tyler Johnson, because I think you put him on most other teams in the area. You're going, oh, he's the dude at – other school but he has to play with hunter soper and you hear people mention cross lex and they go oh yeah hunter soper is the really good tyler johnson is probably in the top five in the area um if if we're being honest of basketball players but he gets overlooked because probably number one is on the same team yeah no he gets overlooked by a lot of people but i think a lot of people like yourself talking about him amongst the top five a lot of people that know the game of basketball know know how good he is and you know I I uh I got a chance to watch him play this summer uh, I went down to Indiana and watched he and he and Hunter play together on a team out of Oakland uh Oakland Elite and I watched him and I mean there was a couple games he just let it up and and the Spring Harbor coach and I were talking and he's like he summarized it good he's like man he's a sniper and he is I mean he 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 can shoot the heck out of the ball and and he does a lot more than that Tyler as a freshman you know, he was a type of kid. I didn't know if he was ready to play on the varsity. We weren't that good, so I thought, hey, let's let you know if we lose some games, let's lose it with the freshman getting mm -hmm. some getting some minutes. And quite honestly, he wasn't real physical. He came back as a sophomore, got a little stronger, got a little more physical. And last year, he became that kid that we had hoped he would be, and he and he got more physical, and he started becoming a better defender and using that length and. And he's a type of kid, because he shoots it so well, sometimes he's just content with shooting a three. Hmm. But he has the ability to get you. And he, he's, he's got some handles, and he can shake it, and he can, he can get to the rim. Sometimes it's like, okay, this is easy. I can just hit open threes. Right. And, it's like, and, and I'm glad that he, that he shows that he can do more than just being a, a three-point shooter because that's what he needs to do at the next level. Okay. And I think whoever gets him, somebody's going to be extremely happy. Well, and I'm sure this is a dream for you because, I mean, him and Soper complement each other so well. You have a wing that can attack the rim, dribble drive, causes the defense to collapse on him, and then you have, like you said, a sniper that he can kick it out to, and you have three guys around one guy, passes out to Johnson, there's no one within a country mile of him. Yeah, no, he, uh, he, they, they complement each other really well. They have since fifth, fourth or fifth grade when they started playing basketball, mm -hmm. and their personalities complement each other. I was talking about Hunter. I mean, Tyler's the same kid. He, they're both 3.9 GPAs. They're both both in the National Honor Society. They're both kids that everybody looks up to because they know on a Saturday night they're not going to go make a poor decision after a game or a Friday night. They're going to do everything right. Mm -hmm. Tyler shows up at my door. I got a daughter. <laughs> go ahead, have fun, be home at midnight because I know that he ain't going to do anything that I don't want him to do. Yep. You know, they're just high-quality young men. And – uh there's gonna be a there, there's gonna be two very happy coaches whomever gets them for another four years. And they're kinda of gonna be a steal 
for people in in my opinion at at the next level because again it's Croslex, so it's harder to sell to people because they look at a map and go cross i never heard of it yeah no and that's uh who do you guys play exactly and that's <laughs> what i've been trying to say but you know when when i say i'm lance campbell from croswell lexington they think i'm trying to sell them like auto insurance you know those calls that you get or i'm trying to sell them like a car warranty or or, or a timeshare or something like who where where you're making this up where's cross lex you know so it's hard for me to sell them but at the same time you know fortunately with with the film and all that stuff that we have nowadays uh, you know when uh, 30 years ago you couldn't do that it'd be much more challenging now i can send a film to somebody i got a coach like uh coach Aralt from gross point north who played at Wayne State? His wife played at Wayne State. His his daughter plays at MSU, and he knows the game of basketball. And he thinks Hunter's a phenomenal player, and he can go to coaches that he knows because he has credibility. And those type of guys, you got Coach Jameson, and that's what you learn when you when you become a coach that you compete against somebody for three hours, but those are two two great guys, and they're going to do everything they can to help Hunter and Tyler play at the next level because. They they know that they're high quality young men and they want what's best for them. So uh, that's um, what I do like about high school basketball is that it is about the kids. It's about the student athlete for most of the coaches. Like uh, even if it's a kid from another team, like if you talk to Coach Jameson, if you talk to Coach Stewart, if you talk to the coaches around the the area. Uh, they'll go, oh, man, number whatever for them. Wasn't he really good? Weren't you impressed with, mm-hmm. with what – like they noticed that stuff, um, and it's not just about their team and their wins. It's about the kids, all the kids that are on the court. Yeah, no, I agree. Last night I, I talked to Coach Hall from Elma, and he had a young man, Gabe Bordeaux, who's playing at Elma. And, you know, and he and I talked for about 10 or – five or ten minutes and obviously we're frustrated with what's going on but at, you know just before the conversation ended I asked him how's Gabe doing because Gabe was a heck of a nice kid he played hard he made us better he made us better because if we didn't go in there and do things to prevent him from hey we got to learn how to defend a kid that's big and strong and can get to the rim you know so ultimately it made us better and and you were you hope for the best I mean he's representing our league so you hope he goes to Elma and he has a good four years and then you got a kid like Henderson, you know, from Richmond, who's playing at the junior college level. I hope that I wish the best for him. He had a, you know, he was a great player. He, he was a, he was a fantastic young man, from what I can tell. You know, and you, you hope that he goes there for two years, and then hopefully he has a couple years beyond that. Well, and then the more success kids from the area have, the less people ask, "Where's Croslex? Yeah. Where's Richmond? Where are these schools?" Because they see these kids come out and they see them have success. How does a program like SC4 help your players in the future like um, as a springboard if they need a couple of years more to get noticed? Well, I, I think SC4 helps. Obviously, Dale does a good job. He has a lot of credibility. He's been there a long time. Uh, what was it, two years ago? I think they went to the – you know, they were eighth in the nation or something. And, what, I mean, from a financial standpoint, it's a great opportunity. You can stay with mom and dad. You can drive a half hour. Uh, school, if you don't know what you really want to go into, rather than paying 40000 a year, you're paying a couple thousand. And, and, and it's and, – I mean, go look at that arena. That thing is beautiful. Yeah. 
you go in there and you go to Central Michigan or you go to you know some of these big schools, uh, their gyms as nice as as a lot of Division One schools. Obviously, they don't they don't hold six or eight thousand. But I mean, as far as like going in there and it's like wow, this place is sweet. And it and it, it's a I think it's a great building board. I've talked to both Hunter and Tyler. I said you know I mean if you if you don't get the opportunity you're hoping for, there's the and and I think both of them think that that. I mean, they certainly haven't eliminated SE4. I think it's something that they they may, you know, they may want to go to a four-year school right now, but it's certainly something they haven't said, oh, I'm never going to go to SE4. It's a shooter's well, league. Yeah. no, That uh, that entire league is around guards and shooting. Yeah. Well, that, you got to score. And the way it's been set up, we were talking before we got on with how the D2, the seniors basically get a free year. They can come back. Their eligibility doesn't expire. So now you have a log jam of players basically at the D2, D3 level that can come back. Maybe a junior college is a wait a year for these kids to to graduate and get out. And then, who knows, you play well there, you can get noticed by anyone. No, I, I certainly agree. I mean, they got a kid that played in the BWAC two years ago, Riley Bogg, who was at North Branch. And I know uh, Coach and I are good friends, and, and we talked about him a lot as a senior. And he, he told me, you know, Northwood was kind of recruiting him and kind of backed off, and Ferris was, and they had a coaching change. They had an assistant that went out to Wisconsin. And, and quite honestly, I mean, he goes to SC4. He proves last year, hey, I'm a, col- I'm a four-year player. And he comes back this year, and he does what he did last year, and builds off of last year. He's gonna have a, he's gonna have a, you know, he's gonna have a coach salivate and like, hey, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, he's gonna get a free education. He's gonna play four years of basketball, and hopefully, he has a bunch of memories from it. He had a couple of big games for the Skippers coming. Yeah, that kind of sparked them a couple of games where things weren't going too well. He could, yeah, <laughs> he he was. Uh, we uh, we played him the first time. I think he had like 30 a senior year, and the second time we just said, whenever he touches it, we're gonna double and we're gonna do things, and and he didn't score a ton i think he we held him to like 11 but he was smart enough to get it to hey i'm getting doubled i'm going to throw it to the guy where we're doubling they're doubling off and that kid unfortunately for us made shots and they beat us i think by two or three but all right we got to take our last break but we'll come back and we'll talk more with coach campbell in just a moment Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. 
Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Feel more confident and in control of your financial life. Ameriprise Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services. Services LLC, member FINRA, and SIPC. TB Logos in Marysville has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery and custom screen printing and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They're open weekdays 830 to 430 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. TP Logos will have it in days. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium in Marysville. Preferred Charters is a privately owned and operated transportation service located in Michigan for the past 13 years. Well known for customer service and well-maintained equipment. From sightseeing tours to conventions, corporate transfers, sports teams, parades, sporting events, and private charters, Preferred Charters has the wheels and wherewithal to ensure the smoothest ride with drivers that are the best in the business. Call 810-982-7433 and let Preferred Charters do the driving. For full-service residential and commercial network installation and management, you need Andrew Thompson at Thompson Engineering. Thompson Engineering will install and maintain long and short-range point-to-point links, install security cameras, access controls, and provide audio-video engineering. Visit online at thompson-engineering.com or call them at 810-221-1667. That's 810-221-1667. Thompson Engineering, network and radio solutions that work. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're back. Dennis Brady and Lance Campbell, the head coach of boys basketball at uh, Crosslex. And uh, we've been uh, talking with Coach, but uh, let's pump him up because we haven't pumped him up in a few minutes. Um, you were named the Division II Coach of the Year, and not by the media, not by guys like us, but this was by the Basketball Coaches Association of Michigan. So your own peers said that uh, you were the top coach in D2 last year. How does that make you feel? That cost me a lot of money because I sent a <laughs> box to everybody that uh, was on the panel. Oh, it feels good. But quite honestly, I mean, when you think about it, you got probably – six or eight teams, six or eight coaches in that situation that had records like us. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was rewarding. And it's, it's just not me. I mean, that's Bill Kerrigan as our freshman coach. That's Bryce Javis as our JV coach. That's John Isles who helps out. That's Tom Duran who helps out. Bonifacio De La Rosa, Steve Soper, Calvin Eslink. I mean, it's it, it, that's a team award. If we don't win 20 games, I don't win that award. So, um, 
I'd rather talk about other people than myself. <laughs> well, I mean, I know coaches always say they're a much better uh, coach when the shots are going in. Yes. No, it, it, <laughs> it seems to be that way. When, when you make shots and you got great players, they make uh, uh, guys like that are average coaches like myself look pretty good. So I, uh, I, I Phil Odlum, he coached at Lansing Waverly, won a state championship. He's a Croswell-Lexington grad. And he comes in to Lexington in the summer, and I invited him over to talk to my coaches a couple years ago in the summer, and he did. And he's worked with alongside Izzo. They were friends, and now he helps out Brian Gregory at South Florida. But he said, he said, you know, I'm a pretty smart coach when I got good players. And when I got, I, I have marginal <laughs> players, I, I, I'm on the, you know, hey, let's get rid of this guy type thing. So. You're always going to have that, and you can't make everybody happy. There's always going to be somebody that's uh, that's squawking, but I, I think you're pretty safe right now. Well, I hope so. We got <laughs> we got we got great players for the foreseeable future, and I hope that you know um, I take it year by year. I don't do anything more than that. I uh, I think last year, I, I, actually uh, all three years, I think I've been ready to give it up just because of the time commitment. Uh, you know, I have two young kids that I, I take away a lot of time from them. I have a wife that's got to do a bunch of stuff that I ain't able to help her with. And last year, uh, I went through a pretty rough experience. My brother, he uh, passed away of brain cancer. So you start thinking about things and you're like, man, there's a bunch of great memories and this is a great time. But I would have gave all those memories away to have another year, or another day or another month with my brother, you know, so, uh, um, and there's a lot of work. I mean, it, it, people think it's you coach from November to March, and then you just relax for the next eight months. I, you know, if you relax, you're going to get beaten. I know John Hall. I know Josh. I know Mike. I know Brian Jamison, Coach Arol, Eric Shunk. I mean, all those guys are working uh, 12 months out of the year because they they're they're good at what they do, and if and that's why they have success and why they're going to be successful. And, and if I want to be successful or our program wants to be successful. We got to do that. I think I watched 110 coaches stuff, you know, <laughs> webinars, and right. I got notes, and I'm looking for the notes I made in March and April and May, and I'm w talking to my wife, where'd you put those notes? And she's telling me, and we're, we're getting in arguments over where <laughs> everything is. But she does a great job of putting it all where it needs to be, and I do a poor job of recognizing where it needs to be. But <laughs> I got a great coaching staff, uh, and – uh that's why that's why we were able to have the success we have. Another guy mentioned uh, Coach Keneally, former varsity coach prior to me. Um, he and Garrett Grunman do our junior high, and they do an outstanding job. And they're always there to to you know say, hey, I think you could do this, or you're doing this well, or and I I, I take if if you're a basketball mind, I will sit down and listen to everything you have to say. You know, if you're a parent and and tell me things we should do, then I probably go on deaf ears. But <laughs> well, you talk about the time commitment and how you're working year round. Uh, right now, that's I think what's most frustrating for a lot of coaches is you like to be meticulously planned. You like to know what you're doing each week, especially during the season. Right now, with everything up in the air, how are you handling this, and how are you trying to get ready for a start date that you don't know if it's going to be the start of January, February, whenever you might tip off your first game? Well, I'm handling it quite honestly. I I I, I watch a lot of film lately. Mm -hmm. um, I've been watching clinics with great people. A, a former guy that played at USA, Steve Kramer. He's got a coach's edge 
group and I'm, I'm a member of that. And I mean, there, that's a, that guy is a absolute mastermind when it comes to basketball. He's like another guy I can talk to without talking to with things I can gravitate to on the internet and, and through his website. And, and you just try to do that every day and keep your mind focused on basketball. And, and I'll be honest with you, Monday was a, was a, was a tough day. I have, uh, you know, I, I, I have nine kids that are coming back and, uh, I talked to, I reached out to all of them via, through the phone and seven of them I was able to contact and, and it, I mean, just the tone of their voice and, and it's hard because one thing that I always tell people is we're going to be honest with each other and whether, you know, I'm going to tell you, you're going to play a lot or not mm -hmm. play a lot. I'm going to be honest with you. And it's hard for me to be honest with them because I don't know what, what, what I'm telling them, if it's true or not. But at the same time, I just told them, Hey, on December 20th, if we get the go ahead, we're going to prepare. And I tell them, you know, we, we, we have to prepare right now and we have to do things and you can do things at home. You can do, you can get a basketball, you can get somewhere and shoot. There's plenty of people that have facilities where you can go into and just continue to, to think and breathe basketball and think that it's going to happen. And when it does, you know, there's a there's a lot of people in our community that, you know, that, that need positivity and our group hopefully can bring it to them. So when we when we get the opportunity to play, I want to have a positive year and I want to be successful and we have high standards and we have high expectations. And in order to do that, we got to all come together. And right now, hey, we still got to, you know, if you're not picking up a ball or you're not able to play, watch a game. You know, I mean, it, we, we have like six ways of defending the pick and roll. Um, watch that game and say to myself, say, hey, you know what? That's what we do in practice or that's what we kind of teach or, or watch how a kid gets open or watch an out-of-bounds play and, and text it to me or communicate it with me. Hey, coach, I think this can work. You know, things like that. And keep your mind on basketball and keep preparing as though we're going to have a season. And, and hopefully when we do, hopefully, you know, things go – as planned and and we get 15 or 20 games and we get a tournament and and not just us but i was talking to our powerlifting coach today you know and i feel terrible for him he's got a team that's won four or five straight championships state championships he's got a kid you know multiple kids that can win individual state championships and he said more than likely they won't have a season and if they do they'll figure it out on december 14th what they're going to do but they're only going to be able to send 10 kids you got probably 40 or 50 kids that are looking to compete in that event, and now they're getting told they aren't going to be able to, you know. So, But I think he's also, I mean, he's a positive guy. He's trying to, hey, let's be positive. Let's create create uh, positivity. But at the same time, it's it, it, it was a challenge for me to be positive on the phone, I'll be honest with you, because I try not to lie to people, and I want to be honest. But at the same time, I don't know if we're going to go back on December 20th. And I don't know if we're going to have a season, and I, I sure hope we do. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was like talking to a kid that just lost his dog or something. You know, those phone conversations were, were, were challenging. And that's, that was some, th those were some of the hardest phone calls I've ever had to make. And you're talking to a young man that you're trying to tell him we're going to have a game on, in, sometime in January, and you don't know. Or we're going to be able to practice in December 20th, and you don't know. And then, you know, and you, and you can hear it in their voice, the frustration and disappointment. Um, so I hope that, I hope we get an opportunity to, to, to go to practice here soon. And it will give me uh, a chance to go coach the game I love and the kids to play the game they love. And it will probably, um, I, my, I think the most disappointed person probably is my wife. 
because now <laughs> she has to deal with me another two hours every day at Re- home. Realistically, if, if uh, on the 20th they say, get after it, how long do you need with the holiday there and everything? How long do you need and how much time do you have to make it work, say, after the new year? I think if, if we had two weeks, we'd be okay. But the unfortunate part is with Christmas and New Year's, it's not going to be a regular two weeks because, you know, we're going to have some days off to, to give kids time with their family. Um, that, that's something they, they need, um, especially this year. You know, they, they, there's some people that haven't seen family members and whatnot because of what's going on, and they may gather and they may not or whatever. They just need time to, to be with their mom or dad if nobody else. And so I, it, it, if this was December 1st and they would have said go ahead, I think on the 15th we probably could have played. And we're fortunate we got a lot of kids coming back. Other teams might need a little more time because they got a new group and they want to have some time to build and, and create a nucleus and c- create camaraderie. But I think ideally if we had 10 practices, I think we'd be able to, to go play and there would probably be some people that probably think that um, we should be playing, I mean, wrestling or something other than playing basketball because it's not very good basketball. But hmm. at the same time, I think 10 days would be enough time. Well, we've had uh, two really good interviews from the Pioneers. You, uh, following up Coach LeGros, did a great job uh, representing Croslex really well. Two very fun, and I think two of our longer interviews, too, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, you're the one looking at the computer, Dennis. Yeah, we did, we did all right today. Yeah. Yeah, it's always good. I mean, again, thank you You know for what I like best on. about this one? What? You didn't talk as much. No, well, he, he had so <laughs> much knowledge, I was just going to let him go. Wow. I'm, I'm not going to interrupt him. Like I say, I got it. I'm a, 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 and, and, and I hope Coach Shunk is listening. Good assistant coaches really help the program. Well, if Coach Shunk is listening, uh, <laughs> he's uh, – I know I'm number one. <laughs> he's he's going to have a heck of a year, and um, I hope we get a chance to play Marysville. That's one of the games that might have gotten – taken away from us but uh it wouldn't be a show if i didn't take a couple shots at him no that that's good that's good <laughs> just the punching bag yeah yeah sometimes all the time when not, am i not not all the time uh more basketball uh next week obviously mm-hmm. um since that's the season we're hoping to get into here uh soon uh and uh, we'll have uh coach uh, mcandrews on at some point during yeah, the week. We haven't n- week. nailed down a date, but he is going to come on at some point. Cardinal Mooney's coach should be uh, – he's going to have a tough act to follow, but it should be a good interview. Oh, nope. I've, I've, I've heard that he's a good guy to talk to. Mm. So He's a very, very good guy. He's a very knowledgeable guy. He's, a, he's another guy I didn't, I didn't really have any relationship with. And he reaches out to me like in March and says, hey, I got a, a former player that coaches at Saginaw Valley. He's assistant. Soper can play there. You know, what do I what what can I do for you? Can you send me some film? Those are the type of guys you root for. I mean, I, I, I don't want to root for him when they play cross locks, <laughs> but the other nineteen games you want to root for him because he's a good he's a great man. He's he you know, if if I had kids that were gonna play basketball for somebody, those are the type of guys you'd want them to play for. The Eric Shunks, the John Halls, the Brian Jamisons, uh McAndrews. There's there's a number of them. I could say a thousand of them, you know, and uh he, he'll he'll be he'll he'll do a great job. All right, uh, Coach. Thanks again. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Uh, it's been fun listening to all your guys' podcasts, and it's great to be a part of it tonight. And Appreciate the, the invite. Brady and I will be back uh, Monday with yes. a, uh, another edition. We're, we're somewhere near show forty, aren't I we? I think with, this is thirty-eight. I believe. Okay. So yeah, I don't know. They all blend. It's just been a it's a wild ride. <laughs> it has been, but we'll be back uh, Monday. So uh, social media us. 
Get G underscore stuck on sports on Twitter. Get stuck on sports on Facebook. So from Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is stuck on sports.